This is Exploring Leaders, episode 9, with Lena Danielsson, Corporate Innovation Executive at The Absolute Company, sharing insights and inspiring you to take leadership in the digital age. Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The experienced team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lieselot Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions. Our guest today is Lena Danielsson. Lena is the Director of Innovation and New Ventures at the Absolute Company, which is part of Penol Ricard Group. Lena is passionate about innovation opportunities and believes innovation of future opportunities needs to be identified, fenced, nurtured and monitored with different management and measurement than the traditional business operations. This episode focuses on her leadership journey and areas she believes we need to focus. So I'm Lena Danison. I'm the Director for Innovation and New Venture at The Absolute Company. That is so exciting. I yes, can't tell you how exciting <laughs> it is for us to have a chance to, to talk to you. So one of the, uh, the questions that I think is interesting talking to leaders like yourself is, how did you end up where you are? So what kind of business accomplishment did you have to actually take you to where you are today? Yes. Uh, Well, it's not uh, a straight line or road for sure. So before I worked here, I worked at uh, the market research industry for many, many years. Uh, Just before I came here, I was CEO for a company called Cinevate, which is one of or was one of Sweden's largest uh, market research companies. And I actually worked there for many, many years in that industry with very different kinds of clients, I would say. So everything from Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, Kraft Foods, which were my major customers in the beginning, to companies like Swedbank, Telia, what else, Electrolux, uh, Nokia. So it was quite a, a widespread But I've always worked with branding and innovation, Mm. I realized when I came here. I didn't think about it so much at that time, but uh, I did. Can you tell us a bit about what you are working with in your role right now? Mm. Right now, we are mostly actually focusing on the new ventures. So we have uh, two new companies that uh, we are driving as uh, startups within the Absolute Company. So one uh, is focusing on something called fine cocktails, which which is a ready-made cocktail, mm-hmm. where we actually are creating a new category in our industry. It's something that doesn't exist. Mm. So we uh, are a category inventor, leader mm. for that category. And the other one is a brand extension for Absolute mm. uh, in a totally new uh, revenue stream, and that is art online. So uh, it's called Mm. absoluteart.com, and we are selling limited prints online. Very interesting, very exciting. You can hear that you have a lot of passion for what you're doing. So what is most exciting with working at the company and with your role that you have today? Uh, If we start with the company, I think the most rewarding and exciting thing is that there are so many 
fantastic, brilliant, talented people working at Absolute, I have mm. to say. The energy in this company is, uh, is fantastic. So I think that is uh, uh, definitely one thing. What I really find really rewarding personally working mm. with innovation is that you are constantly kind of in a node where different, very different people and different skill meets in one mm. one project. Right. And I think, think that is so, it's very, it's not easy, mm. but it's uh, super exciting yeah. when you really get it, when you see that it's working and that right. people contribute with their, with their uh, expertise and that you expand your network so that you have uh, a lot of different people coming mm. in mm. and uh, nurture whatever you're working with. Mm. I think that is the most exciting thing, actually. Right. Working with so many different, very skilled people right. that contributes in so many different ways. You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotian blog, which you find at degotian.com. Is there a company or a trend you believe we should keep our eyes on for the future? This is something we have discussed quite recently, which is quite interesting because we, we work a lot with identifying business opportunities in, right. in, the, uh, in the future, quite mm-hmm. far away from now. And I always say that trends is actually something that is just fueling this. So it's, uh, yeah. it is one part of what mm-hmm. you're looking at. And it's not only one trend, it's all, nearly always the... The, again, the nodes, so the, the cross, intersection. the intersections, thank you, that are interesting. Mm. So uh, so let's take an intersection. One of your ventures is really a global local. Yes. And it's really very much picked up of the community mm. itself. Yes, definitely. So they're part of actually driving the business for you. Yes. So do you think that might be something that there's... It is global, something, some of the part is global, but some of the part is really, really local. Yes, for sure. And you need maybe the local to drive it or something, can that be? Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good example because yeah. we are already working uh, with a product that is anchored in that, which ah. is our vodka, mm. uh, which is uh, a new vodka that uh, really, it's, it's all about being uh, global and local at the mm. same time, so... Our vodka is local distilleries in uh, in different cities, but it's still a, a global brand. And uh, we have entrepreneurs driving each distillery in each city. Really so that's a very interesting, uh, really interesting, yeah, and example of it. That is some probably something others can actually think and look for uh, in their businesses. Yes, in a similar way that you've found it, and you can probably find it in more areas of your business as well. Mm. Can you tell us a bit? How do you work with organis- uh, with the innovation in your company and how is it organized? So um, let's talk about the Absolute Company because, as you know, we are part of Panoricard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Panoricard is a huge company, actually. We are 18,000 employees uh, and we are very decentralized. So the way we work differ quite a lot uh, in different companies. But at TAC, within TAC, we own several brands. Mm. So we have Absolute, we have Malibu, we have Kalua, and we have also the, the new brands that we have, like Our Vodka, and then the, the new ventures that I talked about before. So we are, right now, the, the organization we have is that we have an 
innovation hub in each brand. So mm-hmm. we have an innovation hub for Absolute and we have one for uh, Malibu Kalua. Mm. And then we have the new venture innovation that is represented by myself, mm. where we have either game-changing innovation for existing brands or new-to-world brands. That is our responsibility. Mm. So new businesses, new revenue streams. But the innovation that is connected more closely to the brands is within the brand teams. Mm. So you have it both within the organization and you have it as a special... Yes. And the the venture part that that you are also leading, how do you find them? How do you find the opportunities or the ideas? Or? Yeah, so um, actually when I started here at TAC, one thing that I concentrated my effort on and my team's effort on was actually to build innovation strategies for each brand. We didn't really have that in place, let's mm. put it that way. Mm. So... Um, We really worked hard to get innovation strategies for each brand Mm. and then build a funnel for each brand Mm. that then would um, kind of cover these Mm. innovation strategies that we came on to. So several of the innovations that we are working on today Mm. was part of the funnel, was part of what we decided we needed to do Mm. for the future. I would say that we have idea generated within the company very Mm. much to fill a funnel Mm. and that funnel is still we are still kind of putting new things into the funnel (laughs) but if I think about it a lot of them actually came as embryo ideas uh, quite some time ago actually Mm. which actually tells you that it needs nurturing yes as well yes uh, which is really interesting and so you were saying that yeah digital will place a focus maybe a bit further on um, so how do you feel that digital can contribute to innovation and to business development for you? It's a difficult question because mm. I think now digital is kind of it's part of the innovation mm. it's not something separate <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's say we we, uh, we worked on a new vodka for women for some, some mm. time ago Um, where we tried out a business model where we didn't want to use traditional AMP at all. Mm. So we said no to that. We're not going to use Mm. any traditional AMP spend. We need to find a new business model. So for this product, which was made for entrepreneurial women, Mm. uh, everything was digital. So creating a community online, Mm. sell the product online, even marketing and sales through the tribe that we created online. Mm. So um, I would say that th- then we also had a vodka. Yeah. <laughs> if you understand what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's, uh, so um, I don't know if that was uh, the answer to your question. It, but, was, uh, it was definitely yeah. a very good answer. It was very maybe an example yes, of a very good example. Uh, how we look at it. To get even more value out of the podcast series, Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotian Insight platform, which you can find at Degotian.com. And what do you think other companies could learn from you and a company like you? I actually think that we, uh, the last like three, four years, we have learned a lot about entrepreneurship in our company, mm. something that is not easy, but we, uh, I think we, we really have gained some knowledge about mm. it. 
Panoricard as a company has entrepreneurship as one of its really core DNAs. Mm. Mm. So um, you would think, and I do think, that it's actually easier in mm. this company to be, become an entrepreneur mm. than in others. But still, there are a lot of challenges. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that we have overcome them all, but we have... You're probably a bit further than Yes, others. we have learned mm. quite a lot, mm. I think, mm. uh, during the years. You're working with uh, innovation and you're working with a number of ventures. How are you governing them and how do you think about governing them compared to governing a company? I think we are still looking for the right model. We haven't really found it yet, mm -hmm. but we are trying different things. What we have seen is that it is super important mm. that we have them, like we have them right now in a separate department. Mm. And actually, we have taken them out, so they are not part of any normal corporate processes. And I think it's crucial that they right. are. Can so, you describe for us why do you think it's crucial? What would happen if they weren't? Uh, they would die tomorrow, mm. for sure. Mm. Uh, because what we are trying to create, and we are still in a learning process, that is really to find... We are, we are really trying to... to work with them as mm. startups right. within the corporate world, which right. is not easy, right. but we are really trying. So we are trying to create an environment mm. where they can work as freely as possible mm. from the normal corporate mm. world. Right. And I would actually say it's also protecting the normal processes within the company as well, mm. because an easy example is finance, for example. Yes. For a startup, there there is totally different KPIs that we should mm. look at mm. than from the normal uh, the normal <laughs> um, uh, world or what what we are doing normally. So it's also very stressful to put mm. that onto the people that works in the normal finance structure because they don't they don't really have time to right. do it and mm. uh, um, so. Uh, what we have done is actually we have dedicated people that works only with the startups mm. from a finance perspective, for example, helping us to to set up the right KPIs mm. to mm. measure. Uh, and again, I'm saying it's not easy. Right. We will still be asked exactly the same KPIs that yeah. the normal uh, business mm. is. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it's still a learning process, mm. uh, but I think we are getting there mm. uh, and we get a lot of more understanding mm. that we need to look at these startups in a different uh, way. Mm. Just take a very example like volume. That right. is something that we, of course, volume is something we mm. always report. Mm. For a startup like Fine Cocktails, mm. volume is totally irrelevant yeah. because uh, we want to, we need to make a geographic focus where we mm. so for this example it's London mm. where we uh, start mm. uh, and then it's a super premium product so mm. we need to uh, we need to um, select very carefully where we mm. want to sell this product if we would have volume mm. as uh, a KPI we would do everything wrong Yes. What we need to do is to find the right business model yeah. in the small world. And when we have that, we can scale up. Yes. So instead of volume is for us velocity, which mm. is how much do we sell in each store? That can be mm. very interesting mm. to look at. 
So that is a very easy example mm. of how we need to look different right. at the startups. Right. And also, of course, it's very different people working mm. in these new ventures than yeah. what is working in the rest of the company. Mm. And they need to be treated and governed in a different way. Yeah. They are entrepreneurs and they mm. need to be able to work as entrepreneurs. Yes. Very interesting. So we actually met when when I was teaching board work for startups. Yes. And taking that and thinking about the large corporations, what do you think their boards actually need to think differently about thinking that they now have both a core innovation and innovation in a separate unit? What are they not thinking about? What are they not monitoring? do you think? I think I will answer the question a little bit differently. What I think is is the most, and this is not just for our industry, but I, yes. I think what is the most challenging thing is that innovation is about long term. Yes. And uh, most of everything else we are reporting is, is more short term, even, mm. even if, of course, mm. it's, uh, mm. I mean, the long term planning mm. in this company is three years. Yes. And for innovation, mm. three years is nothing. Yeah. So um, I think that is, I think, challenging mm. for uh, for them to know what what they should monitor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, but we have come quite far ahead. So at least now we are monitoring the innovation funnel, and only that mm. for mm. for total for Panera Ricard as a whole. Mm. So they actually now are getting reports on the funnel. Fantastic. At least how many products we have in the yeah. funnel yeah. versus what we have in the pipeline that is actually right. coming out now, but they can see the whole uh, pipeline. So uh, I think we are getting there. Mm. But it's interesting because in a lot of governance, you actually you do work with strategy, you, you do work with long term, but you still very seldom look at innovation totally separate. Mm. And you can see now that that's happening a lot with a lot of companies. So there's a lot of companies that starts to put up innovation units like the ones you have. So if you were sitting on a board of a large company of a different industry, how would you think that you would recommend that you would monitor that also from the board level? Well, one thing which I think is good is what I just mentioned, yeah. which is actually the funnel to make sure yeah. that there is an innovation funnel. Yeah. <laughs> also, think it's very important to monitor is is uh, the health of that funnel, <laughs> and what I mean by that yeah, is what do you also mean by that? yes, <laughs> because you can have a lot of of products in the funnel, yeah. but what we are working very hard on is to make sure that we have a funnel. Mm-hmm. But also that we make sure that we work in the way that we, as soon as possible, understand Mm. whether that innovation is going to work or not. Mm. So a healthy funnel, Mm. I mean, is a funnel where you actually, you you have a lot of ideas, but Mm. you also have the courage to kill ideas Mm. that are not good and that you have a good way Mm. of testing ideas. Mm. And again, it's not easy Mm. to do that, but um, I think that would be something uh, that would be interesting. Mm. So more uh, maybe like a a new venture company Mm. looking Mm. at innovations Mm. in, in the sense that you you really make sure that you have a lot of ideas, but yeah. you also test them yeah. and kill the ones that will not work in the yeah. future. And then prioritize and, and uh, put the effort into mm. those who actually 
who you can make a bet mm. on. You will never be certain that they work, but... Um. Right. Well, we finalized this with um, uh, a question, and that is, if you were a furniture, what would you be? <laughs> that was a difficult question. And we can take a furniture and yes, I broad perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, actually. I, the first thing I was thinking about was mm. a sofa, and then I thought, why a sofa? Mm. Uh, I, I can't really uh, see what that could be. Uh, I can be quite lazy at times, uh, mm -hmm. not um, just being, uh, maybe a sofa is something calm, relaxing, so mm -hmm. may maybe that could be part of it. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, otherwise, I could be a drawer, maybe, right? with a lot of different um, drawers. Mm -hmm. Do you say a drawer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of drawers. Yeah. Maybe that could be something, yeah. because I am curious, so uh, mm -hmm. there is a lot of experiences and a lot of uh, thoughts hidden in those drawers maybe that's very know. good <laughs> thank you very much thank you uh, it was really inspiring thanks for listening to exploring leaders a podcast produced by dig ocean with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age if you found this episode interesting join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website, digocean.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter.